Good day, folks. This is CD Fury. I'm back again with another episode. We have our special guest, T. She has returned to speak about attraction. Is attraction subjective or is it universal? I think certain people are just naturally attractive. I think there is such a thing as name brand genetics, if you will. So let me give you this scenario. Um, Certain children since elementary have gotten attention from the opposite sex. So elementary, middle school, high school, and even into college, they have gotten, um, they have gotten attention and they know that they're attractive. So it's not just a handful of people. It's the majority of people that are saying that this individual, this particular individual I'm speaking about is attractive. So I'm thinking this would be considered universal attraction. This particular guy, let's say it's a guy, he has a chiseled jawline, six foot tall, six pack, um, face perfectly symmetrical. Um, let's say he's black. He has waves or some, yeah, some type of escrows going on, maybe some certain day. <laughs> Stop. He said S-curls, really? Yeah, they still, have that. they still have that in the store. They still sell that. No. Oh, they my still, God. They do still sell that. But um, he has uh, he has the 360 waves. Some days, some days he, has, he has little curls going on, right? So um, little noodles. But uh, <laughs> females find him attractive is what I'm trying to say. And not just a couple, but again, this is through his lifespan in school and in general. So how can attraction just be subjective? Obviously there is such a thing as universal attraction. And to top it off, white females find them attractive. Asian females find them attractive, right? So it's not just black. So it's like it actually bleeds over the race lines. So what do you think about this idea of universal attraction in, com- in comparison to the subjective, you know, beauties in the eye of the beholder, all this jazz? What do you think about universal attraction? Have you witnessed it? Absolutely. I agree. I agree that um, there is a such thing. That's funny. It's like, I promise you, I was talking about this like last week, like there is a such thing as having a universal attraction. Obviously, like, there are some people that can go literally anywhere in the world, any parts of the world, um, around any groups of people and be attractive. Or, and they'll be attracted to them. <laughs> um, there are some people with just the roundaway type or local type of attractiveness. So there is a such thing as both universal and subjective attractiveness. You know, um, it all depends. Um, and it varies um, because I say that as far as with um, subjective because, you know, you could be attractive to this this woman, but this woman, um, um, woman A, can find this. You know, she can rate you at a seven, and and woman B will rate you at a eight. You know what I'm saying? So, but you're still attractive. But she, so you know, woman B finds you more attractive than woman A. So. Now let's say we're de- we're dealing with a guy, right? And he's just not universally attractive. Maybe he had a few girlfriends, a few females like him, but he's short. He's like 5'3". He's not, 
he, you know, he doesn't have the full package as far as the chest and the abs. Um, he doesn't have a chiseled jawline. His what, face wait, isn't. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but what is a chiseled jaw? What is that? It's just basically having a jawline that's pronounced, right? Less fat around the jawline. So it's very pronounced. Right? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, um, so should this guy that I'm speaking about that isn't universally attractive, do you think he should just give up on females? Do you think it's best to say, hey, beauty's in the eye of the beholder? Is, is that something we should even continue well, to say? Because obviously beauty isn't in the eye of the beholder if there is such a thing as universal well, attraction. <laughs> True. Um, I mean, like a lot of times people do be contradicting the words like beauty's in the eye of the beholder and, you know, what counts them in. Yeah, we all know that, like, it all depends on the person, depends on, um, I guess, the people's beliefs, their cultures, all that plays a part, like, you know. So, there are some women out there that actually like short men, because... What? There's... Yeah, are you talking Mexicans? Yeah. <laughs> You're no, talking Mexicans? The, I don't want to get too... I can go a little, you know... No, no, no. Hold, hold on a second. Oh, no. Black I'm females, I can say, I can say for sure. Okay. In general, black yeah. females don't like short men. Right or wrong? In general, um, black women, no. But I've met, yes, I've met women that said they like short men because they compensate for other things that's big in other areas. You understand? Right, right. But in general, but in general, because we're not going to let oh. the exception swallow the rule now, right? Okay. Oh, yeah. No, no. I'm not going to do that. So um, the, the whole concept of, you know, heightism, you know. Oh, yeah. Majority rule. So, yeah. yeah. Like, just, yeah. Most women, of course, you know, globally, they want to. Now, pull. why is that? Because I look at Mexican females. They're not looking for tall Mexicans. <laughs> 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 I don't I'm know if there's such thing. I don't even know if there's a such thing as a tall Mexican unless he's mixed with something else. Um, to be honest with you. Yeah, but what does the height of a man have to do with his worth, or what what he can do for you as a female? Because honestly, um, I've had females say, "Hey, you're short," and they're like my height. Matter of fact, they're actually shorter than me, calling me short. <laughs> What's up with that? Okay, so, I mean, to be honest with you, a woman wants to feel protected. Like, she wants to feel like that subconsciously. Like, if God forbid something goes down, this man can literally pick me up and, and, and run off with me. Like, he can protect me. A woman want to feel like that. A woman want to feel like, you know, she got a band that's strong. Like, she can literally look up to. A woman wants okay, to... Okay, so, woman... all right, so, all right, I, I get you. So, what about Mexicans and midgets? They don't want to be protected? <laughs> Wow, he said, I'm not dealing with you tonight. Like, no, I'm, all right, let, let's deal with Mexicans. Let's deal with Mexicans. <laughs> so Mexican oh females, well, no, let's, let's keep it real. Mexican yeah. females don't want to be protected. They don't want to be, they don't want to be protected. Uh -oh. Only black females. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because I'm telling you, I've seen, I've never seen uh, a tall Mexican guy with a short Mexican female. Mexican females right. always get their short men. They are loyal to their short men. 
loyal. And loyal. Wait, who told you that? Who told you they was loyal? I mean, when I okay, let me re recant that loyalty thing. Yeah. But I say yeah. they don't seek out. They don't seek out tall men. I could say that for sure. Well, How about that? Have you witnessed that? You know that they haven't seeked out Pullman? Like you Are we gonna play that game? <laughs> are, we gonna really, are we gonna do that? You see no, the damn Mexicans on your block, man. Let's cut it out. <laughs> cut it out with me. I don't got no Mexicans listen, I'm in New York, so all right, but I mean, all right. So you know, look on YouTube, look online. No, no, um, I get it. I get it. I'm, I get, I get what yeah. you're saying. So, so basically, I'm saying that to say this whole concept of seeking security and want to be that's that's rubbish. You could throw that out. Right. If that's right. the case, then Mexican females they don't want to be protected based on that. No, line. that's just an ethnic um, loyalty. That's all that's about. It's just ethnic know, loyalty. Yeah, they like to clinch with each other. Like they, you know, you know, you know what I mean. Like. No, I don't, I don't like know. We're talking about height here. So, what, what do you? I'm, I'm talking about black women and black men. So, same ethnic group. We're dealing. I'm not talking about black. Oh, women. you're talking about the Mexicans. You said something. No, about no, 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 no. You're oh, saying okay. that they're sticking with the short Mexican men because of loyalty to their ethnic group. Because they're Mexican. So, black women are seeking tall. Black men because of yeah. height. Well, so so, so that means that means you're saying that black females don't have any ethnic loyalty. Height is more important. No, I know. No, I ain't say all that. I just was well, saying you that. Ain't say that, but that's what you're implying. No, implying. Nah, not at all. Because you you asked me about the Mexican girls, and you said that first you said that they they seemly you know loyal or whatever, and I was just you know just giving a thought out there. Well, maybe because they are ethnically loyal to each other, like they want to stick with their own group of people. And well, well, my point is that height isn't an issue. That's the point I'm making. Oh, okay. I can't speak for a Mexican woman. I'm clearly I'm not Mexican. I yeah, because oh. oh, well, well. Okay. <laughs> so, Mexican. But let's get back to attraction. Let's get back to attraction. Okay. Do you find yourself universally attractive? Boy, you, you trying to stare something up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying keep it real. Keep it real. Keep it real? Keep it real. And I'm talking, I'm talking from middle school to high school to college to adulthood. Because again, universal attraction will follow you through your years in school. So uh, looking back at your you know time in school, do you think you were universally attractive? Um, not not through school because I was around predominantly black people that I grew up around black people. Um so I wasn't around, like, until, wait, hold up, until, like, um, I got a little older and I started working around different groups of people. And then that's when I did notice that, you know, different groups of men were attracted to me. Or, well, actually still is attracted to me because I walk down the street and I okay, have Okay, so let's, let's stop it right there. Well, I got to stop you right there. Okay. Universal attraction goes beyond the race line. It doesn't oh. matter what race sees you. So even if you're right. um, black people, if you're mm -hmm. universally attractive, you'll be attractive. Case in point, Denzel Washington, right? He was on the People no, magazine. I know exactly what you're saying. Okay. That's, what, that's what I'm telling you. I'm answering you. I'm saying that. Yes, um, I, I, you said I'm starting from grade school, and I said I can't answer that because I wasn't around different, <clears throat> excuse me, groups of people when I was that young. 
But I, I can speak now as an adult. Yes, I, I consider myself universally uh, attractive. Okay. So um, okay. So oh, 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 let me let me be very clear. Elementary, middle school, high school. You were not universally attractive. I honestly, I don't even know if I was that attractive. Um, uh, well, if listen, if you were, then you would have known. People have been telling you you're you're beautiful, you're you're attractive. You, you know, guys would be stepping to you. If you, if you can't remember, <laughs> then I'm. I mean, that's what I just said. I don't think. Listen, listen to me carefully. Like the reason why I'm saying that because you got to also remember, like a lot of dudes in school, they're going for the overly like develop girls. I'm a late bloomer, okay? I didn't start developing until I was like practically in high school. Like I was like a senior in junior high school. So develop was, what? What do, you, what do you mean? What, what are you developing? You know I mean? Come on now. You know what I mean? Like physically, I, the breasts, the boobs, the booty. I didn't have all of that. Okay. I was very small and petite. <laughs> I didn't have all of that stuff. So dudes wasn't, and again, like I said, I wasn't around different types of group of you know, boys or whatever, it was just black boys, boys, black boys like fat asses, they like big ass tits. I have all of that, you know, right. um, when I black was Black guys like fat ass and tits. Well, mainly asses, but then tits, but you know what I mean. Okay. You know what I mean. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't have, and then I also wasn't, um, um, believe it or not, I was not like, I was really shy. Like, <laughs> I was, I was like, really really shy especially when it came to to boys like i wasn't i was like kind of scared like i wouldn't even look at some dudes in their face like seriously so um you know i wasn't out there i wasn't you know i knew chicks that were like sexually active you know that was like you know like really fast i wasn't so when, when when did you become when did you realize that you are now universally attractive um when I, you know, when I started working around different people, um, different groups of people, um, you know, um, but that goes against the definition of universally attractive. You can't just say that now that I'm around a particular group or race, now I'm universally, that's not universal attraction. No, but you just said, right. You just said, you just said like, you know, if you go anywhere, um, anyone will find you attractive, like different types of people, different groups of people. How will you know that you're universally attractive? If you just around one group of people, or you, you well, know, like let me explain. Of... Let let me explain. Okay. And I think I mentioned this before. Um, when we talk about universal attractiveness, I'm not saying that you know when I leave the black race and I'm dealing with another race of people, whatever they are, now I'm universally attractive. But when I'm around black people, I'm not. That's not universally no, attractive. I didn't say that. I never said that. I I just said. You you asked me to start from grade school, and I was saying that I don't think I was that attractive. Okay, forget 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 school for a second. You said that you <laughs> okay. saw that you were universally attractive when you were around a specific group of people. Oh, okay. So and, let me let, yeah. let me correct myself. Okay, so yes, I do feel like um you know I am universally attractive um like of course with black men you know men period just men. yeah so now when we talk about universal attractiveness are we just talking about the body are we talking about the face are we talking about the full package what what, what do you what's that talk about the full package i'm not trying to sound like so you got 
you got the full package, girl. Oh, <laughs> you boy. See, you're trying to get me in trouble. I wasn't. I'm. Okay. Listen. Don't worry. Like, you know, I'm not that type of chick. Like, oh, it's uh, oh, it's 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 not like that. Trust me. Okay. It's not okay. like that. You know what I'm saying? But yes, yes. Uh, to be, you know, not to sound immodest, but yeah. Yeah. I think I got it, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't mad at you, man. I'm, I, I, I'm not universally attractive, so I'm not gonna make no excuses. Um, or go why into would that. You say that. Well, why would you say that to you? Um, I think my attractiveness is kind of subjective. It's, it's on a case by case basis. I'm not six foot tall. I don't have that six pack. Um, I, I don't have that chiseled jawline, symmetrical oh, face. Chiseled. Yeah, and I mean, I don't have the flawless skin. Uh, you know, I. I'm not like broad shoulders, thin waist, you know, I'm, I'm not all that, unfortunately. So that in my, in my opinion would make me universally attractive, you know, across the race lines. But, um, mm -hmm. fortunately I wasn't blessed with those, um, superhero genes, if you will, or name brand genes. And you know what? I want to kind of segue into <laughs> the name brand genes. Cause I remember when I was in school, specifically high school, Mm -hmm. A lot of the black boys I saw, they were trying to um, go out their way to buy name brand clothes and sneakers. Mm -hmm. Looking at it now, looking back at it now, I'm, I'm thinking it's because they were not attractive. They were definitely not universally attractive and they weren't even subjectively attractive. And so to compensate for that, they went and got name brand clothes in order to increase their value. In their mind, clothes and gadgets increase their sexual market value. Do you think some people will try to get clothes and material goods to compensate for their lack of attractiveness? Have you seen that, especially in school? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You see that now. <laughs> it is not school. Mm -hmm. It didn't stop, right? And the thing is, yeah. the guys that were just attractive, but they didn't have the name brand, the Nikes, the Prada, the Gucci, the Pele Pep, Pele, Pele, the Pep Jeans, the Averex, the Fat Farms. I could keep going. <laughs> you know, Tommy Hilfiger, <laughs> you know, North Face jackets and stuff. Those guys that didn't have that, but they were attractive, they were right. getting the girls. And the, these guys were Hispanic sometimes. Sometimes they were black. But mostly Hispanic, I see. Um, for the black guys that were attractive, it's kind of like they were pressured into getting name brands, even though they didn't want it. But usually the attractive black guys would somehow manage to get a couple name brands, even if it's just a name brand shoes, right? And just a white tee. And they would get a pass, right? But um, generally speaking, I just saw that the clothes was kind of like a mask to kind of hide their flaws, their genetic flaws. Right. Whereas the people that had the name brand genetics, they didn't have to buy $300 sneakers and wear, wear the um, North Face jackets and book bags with a thousand laces. Right. Yeah. Right? Definitely. They could just wear Jansport. And so... um. I'm kind of connecting that to the 
the recent study that millennials are having less sex. I did a podcast on it a few um, weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And um, you're familiar with this this topic, correct? Yeah, I am. And um, I'm saying, do you think that millennials are having less sex because of the high standard that females have now, especially in regards to attraction? Um, as far as attraction physically? Yeah. Um, hmm. Mm-hmm. Makes sense, you know. Um, and you know what? A lot of times, um, people just just don't got time for anybody else. They they just focus on them, focus on themselves, like improving themselves, yeah. getting themselves together. You know what I'm saying? So um, that's what I think it is. Everyone is like self-absorbed. You know what I'm saying? You got all this social media. Like everyone, you know, is into perfecting themselves. So what time do you really have to? invest wholeheartedly in a relationship and to want to, you know, have sex and do all these things for someone else and you're trying to, you know, level yourself up, you know? So it's definitely a distraction if you're trying to do that, you know? But back to, you know, just what, what you were saying about the Canadian clothes and everything, that's, that's just pure insecurity, you know? That's all that is. Like, just trying to overcompensate, like you said, um... Or something that they may lack, or something that they're trying to hide from, you know, the opposite sex. So they they want to present themselves like, listen, I'm a somebody. I have this and I have that because, um, you know, I'm really trying to bury all my other insecurities. You know, I don't want you to see that. Why do you think that in the black community there's a focus on ass specifically, the butts, the booty, <laughs> right, the cheeks? <laughs> 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 The badunka dunk, right? The fatty. You know? <laughs> um, because, like, black men, they're so used to seeing, you know, a more figurely woman. Like, like you know, black women have the butt, the hips, and all of that. So it's just like, and if you, you come across a black woman that don't have that, you're like, wait a minute, what happened to you? Like, you know, um, versus, you know, white man, you know, you might see, like, it's either you slim or you're fat. <laughs> There's really no in-between with them. So, um, you know, of course it depends on your proportion, but, you know, pretty much that's what it is with, with them. But the, um, the, th- the thing is, I, you know, it seems like when you speak about attraction and you just, uh-huh. mentioned, you just mentioned the ass and the tits, you didn't have the ass and the tits. You didn't say your face. You just said your ass and the tits, the ass and the tits. But is, right. is why why is that just the you know criteria for attraction? Black community. Oh, she has a fat ass. And actually, I've heard and I've seen black guys, you know, get intimate with black women that are not attractive in the face, but right. they have an ass, but they have ass and tits. Yeah, exactly. So, so I it, see that too. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> that means like to me that means that having ass and tits doesn't mean that you're attractive necessarily just means right. that you know the guy's trying to do you exactly uh, you know a pump and dump maybe mm-hmm. you know but that's yeah that that's 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 still um insulting i will feel insulted i don't want a guy to to base my you know my worth base you know base me off of my fat ass just just my fat ass of course a guy gonna look at a woman's body and say well she looks good or she has a nice butt and all that but just to base it 
solely on my fat ass, no, that's a problem, you know? Yeah. Um, but definitely, you know, and um, if, you know, because the thing is, like, you can always alter your, you know, your body. You can always improve your body, but your face, that's another story. That's going to be harder to change, you know? I, you know, and I, I really think that a, a lot of um, black men, they've been kind of programmed to kind of look back whenever a female passes with an ass. Yeah, I haven't seen, you know, I'm in Connecticut. I haven't seen, in all my years, actually, not only while I'm in Connecticut, but I haven't seen white men or white boys, you know, twist their necks to see a, a female's ass passing by. I haven't seen it because it's just not important in their culture. It's not, there's no fixation on ass, ass, ass. And so it's like in our community, it's about twerking and, you know, again, you know, a lot of strippers, the prostitution, stuff like that. And, you know, there's this, um, you know, the ass is like put on a, a pedestal, it seems. Right. So, I mean, I mean, what's going to happen to the black race? I mean, if, 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 if black men are just going to be running after females with big asses, then all their children are going to have big asses. <laughs> it all depends <laughs> if it's real or not because remember like you never know now well you do know some just don't care they just like whatever as long as it looks good in jeans and it's like okay yeah but I mean and here's the thing about <laughs> that, that what's really and when I say kids with big asses I'm talking boys we're having a abundance oh, oh. of little uh, boys with big asses what yeah wow <laughs> a boy with a ew. oh my god and and no because black men are aiming for the big ass and so they're just yeah. reproducing these little babies with big butts mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know i mean yeah. it's it's and then again, this goes into the sagging of the pants, and the sagging of the pants, I guess is because can't get over the hump. What? <laughs> <laughs> I never heard of that over the. I just think that, you know, <laughs> black people, we're like, you know, impressionable people. Like, you know, we follow, like, like whatever, you know, what the music tells us to do. Like, that, that the music sets the standard for us. Fashion, love, beauty, woman. Like, that, that's what I think it is. No, but let's, like, let's, let's unpack that thing, getting over the hump, because think about it. Uh-huh. Um, Nowadays we have the skinny jeans. It's it's gonna be quite difficult to get them skinny jeans over that big butt as mm-hmm. a guy. And so as a guy, if you know your pops was chasing after big booty women, and now you inherited a big butt as a as a boy, and now you have a big butt, you're straight, <laughs> <laughs> right? And oh, now you man. have these... <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be a problem. Oh no. <laughs> Now I you have these, you, yeah. you have you have these skinny jeans and you got to get it over your big hump and now you don't want to get it over the hump because it's going to effeminize you and right. so you rather just let it sag. Mm. What, do you, what do you think? It's I, a I, I, I don't it's, like dudes that sag their jeans. I don't like that at all. It's actually a turn off for me. Personally, I don't like that at all. I don't think it's cute. I don't yeah. think it's mature. It, it 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 just doesn't look good to me. Yeah. I don't like that. I'm like a guy that, that a man, a mature man <laughs> that can conduct uh-huh. himself. <laughs> yes, 
<laughs> that doesn't act like that, like just not slouching and, you know, just too rugged. Uh, no, that's not for me, you know. Um, that sounds like an immature man that, that's still stuck in that Peter Pan syndrome. So that's a no for me. <laughs> well, but, I mean... Uh, I mean, I've listen. I've seen all ages of black men, even white men, um, sag the pants. Now the white guys, uh, I guess they're sagging it for a different reason. Um, there's a bunch of theories and why men sag the pants. It's out of jail. It's coming from out of jail, or it's, it's you know they don't want to put it over the hump, or some type of ventilation apparatus, you know, to get the air circulating through the butt cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you almost made me joke. Oh, <laughs> 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 <Are> you doing that? <laughs> no, seriously. And I remember when I used to sag my pants. I ain't gonna lie. I mean, um, I felt free in a sense. Right. Um, this is when I was a teen, and there was always air circulating through that vent, like through that you know area. So it was never hot. So there is some circulation going on. Um, air circulation, right? Circulating where? We talking about the scrotum, the, the you know? I don't I'm, know. I'm, 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 talking, I'm, like, I'm, I'm talking where the the butt cheek is out, like your air is circulating through that and going <laughs> into the It's <laughs> going through <laughs> the jeans. <laughs> that's the that's what I said, but you have to grow out of that. Like that's just yeah. not a good for a grown man. But you like, gotta remember, T. You gotta remember yeah. that. We're seeing the rappers, grown right. men, the the, uh -huh. the Method Man, Red Man, Little Wayne, Buster Rhymes. Back then in the nineties, mm -hmm. that was popular, and so the teens were using it. Now they change from baggy pants to skinny jeans, but the sagging still remains. Right. Well, dudes are just pulling down their pants all the way past their knees. Like I've seen dudes, uh, I've seen a dude walking down the street and his. Like seriously, his jeans was always like past his thighs, like walking, looking stupid. You see his his whole everything. Well, some so, of those I'm some like, of those guys may be gay, but I think in some <laughs> cases, um, yeah, it's, it's it's a way to rebel against the system. Right? What system? Like what? what I mean, essentially, essentially, black teens want to do the opposite of the nerds. Oh. Of you know, they want to be they want to do the opposite of the status quo, which is, you know, right. pull your pants up, you know, have high waters, you know. You don't have iron. to have high waters, but pull your goddamn pants up. Like, that's no, 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 think about it. No, think about that's it. Remember Family Matters and Urkel. Remember Family Matters and Urkel. Urkel had the high waters. What do black oh, yeah. boys do? We have the pants sagging all the way down over the, 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 the sneakers or the shoes. So it's not up. It's all the way down. It's sagging down. And then, of course, Urkel have the pants high up with the suspenders, and black guys have it all the way down too, under the butt cheeks. Right, so it's just come the complete opposite of a nerd. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. but that that's still, I just feel like you know, it, it, it you have to grow up sometime. Like you have to evolve. You know, like even if you know you got to get out of that mindset because it's, it's still destructive. You know, like whether it's from jail, the concept of, you know, like walking around, like rap, trying to rebel from society. It's still like, come on, like you, you look like a fool. So you should evolve. It should be like, OK, I just want people to take me serious. You know, um, I want people to look at 
me, you know, and just look at me and, and ex, you know, expect me to want respect. You know, that's all, you know. Um, how can you expect a woman to take you serious if you, you know, run around with saggy pants and your ass all out and it's just not cute at all, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, but here's the question I have for you. Do you think, you know, based on what we've already said about the, you know, the name brand genetics and mm -hmm. black kids going out their way to buy name brand clothes because of the low self-esteem and to overcompensate for their lack of what we can call universal attractiveness. Do you think they are competing with um, name brand genetics by getting name brand clothes? Do you think that's the case? Are we are we looking at black kids yeah. competing with name brand genetics by mm -hmm. buying expensive clothes? Right. Yeah, definitely. Because you know, this is something like, you know, the color of your skin, you can't shake off. This is something you can't hide behind. So, and you already know, like, someone is going to, like, for instance, you go into a store, you expect them to be followed. Like, you expect people to assume that you're going to steal. So, you know, you with that mindset, you're going to, like, you know what? I'm going to buy expensive clothes. I want people to look at me like I have something. I'm worth something. But they're using, you know, material things to reflect on how valuable they are, you know? Um, so it's definitely that, you know, because we, we're already subjected to that, you know, like just being, you know, um, demeaning, like, you know, just, you know, we second-class citizens, you know, um, we, we have to overcompensate. We have to prove how worthy we are. We have to wear like all these juries to show people we got money. We, we worth something. We, we have something too. We're somebody, you know, um, it's really sad, you know. Because, and, um, and, 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 and and just to add on to that, when uh -huh. I look at the abundance of barbershops in the black community, I just have the feeling that black men just need to get a haircut because the, the vast the vast majority of black men are not universally attractive. Only the universally attractive black men don't need a haircut and don't even need to get a shave. You know the Idris Ilbas, the 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 Denzel Washingtons of the world, right? The Rock, right? Um, and those type of guys, the Will Smiths of the world. They don't really need to get a shape up. The Obamas of the world. They don't need to get a shape up or even a shave. Wait, who vast... told you that? Well, hold, hold on, on. Hold, hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm getting, <laughs> getting to it. I'm getting to it. Uh, now, when okay. we think of now, of course, we uh, we understand grooming. And of course, if you want to groom, you can get your own shave. You don't need to go to a barbershop, by the way. So let's yeah. get that clear. But um, when you look in the black community, you have a vast array of barbershops and beauty supply stores and African hair braiding stores. And so it seems, again, looking at the black community, you know, we're constantly trying to improve our looks. I haven't seen as much barbershops in other communities. Not saying they don't have barbershops, but I'm saying that we understand grooming. And of course, you can groom yourself at home. I'm not sure if, I guess, black folks haven't gotten the memo that you can actually buy your own shaver and cut your own hair or have a family member do it for you. So I'm still trying to figure out why there's so much barbershops, so much 
beauty supply stores right. in the That's community? True. Well, we, this is nothing new. This is, we always cared about our look. You know, um, the beauty industry is a billion dollar industry with, with black people. We, we are the highest consumers. That's how it's always been since, I don't know, the beginning of time. Like, <laughs> you always see that. Like, um, even back in the, you know, the, the Warren Twenties, you know, like you see the men with the turn here and, you know, uh, with the, the sleek suit, shiny shoes, like, Black men love, you know, looking good. Black people love looking good. We pride ourselves in looking good because, you know, we go through so much trauma, you know, like there was so much that we've been through um, mentally, psychologically, you know, spiritually. So it's like, what what can we look forward to? <laughs> what can uplift us? So we, we do all that we can do just to find some type of joy, you know, even if it's okay, you know why I'm getting this fresh cut or, you know, I just come from the salon. I feel good about myself, you know, because when you look good, you feel good. So, I mean, that all comes from that. It stems from that, you know. So, you know. What part, what part of the U.S. do you feel has the most concentrated attractive black men? What part of the U.S.? It could be one or two or multiple. Just you can just name one. Hmm. That I know of, um, I've seen like attractive black men. I've seen a lot of attractive black men from Washington D.C. Um, I've seen uh, see, from the south. Um, you got you got a lot of attractive black men from Texas. You got you know just from the south. I guess you know. Like from that region, um, you know, um, do you know what else makes them attractive too? Their hospitality. Um, okay. Yeah, like how sweet they are, you know, like smiling and not like yo yo. See, I'm from New York City, so it's like, you know, growing up, like you have dudes that yo yo. You know, I don't hear that anymore, thank God. But you know, you have a dude like yeah, like who wants to be? No real woman wants to be approached like that. That's just like. That's a turn off, you know. We want a guy to be like, you know, hello, hi, be respectful. Um, you know, I, I know, I don't personally, I know that, you know, black women have a bad rep of being so-called angry and having an attitude and all of that. But um, that's because we've been through so much, you know, traumatically. But I'm not going to get into that right now. But, because, <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> I can go deep with that but just to sum it up so me personally like if a guy says hello good morning it's not a big deal for me to say hello and good morning back to him you know so I don't mind a guy saying hello good morning whatever as long as he's respectful and not like trying to grab my hand grab me up that's when it's like alright like what are you doing you know so you know like people in the south you know they just more like they they more friendlier, like here in the north, you like everything rush, rush, rush and you know, so that that you know, makes you know, them I wouldn't say more attractive. I'm just saying like um uh, as far as like I don't know, collectively, I can't really say. I you know, I can't really say I mean, um personally I've personally I've seen a lot of man weaves come out of Atlanta. And coincidentally, <laughs> I've seen a lot of attractive guys come out of Atlanta too. 
some of them are gay. But it just yeah. seems that where there's a lot of gay men, there's a lot of beautifying, right? Of the masculine, what? right? There's what? a lot of hair, man weaves and, you right. know, sprayed on hairlines, right? And all right. these type of things. And you know what? It actually does make some of these guys look younger and, and a bit more attractive. No homo, <laughs> as they say. <laughs> but, um, and I find that interesting. Of course, you know, there's, as you said, Washington, D.C. is one of those places, too. Um, yeah. But let me ask you this, and I want to end with this question. And it's a simple question. <laughs> it's a simple <laughs> question. Listen, just for the record, it's not like I'm trying to be complicated. It's just that I know. I'm I trying know. to really be, I'm being honest. Like, when you ask me these questions, it's like, wait a minute, hold up. This don't apply to me. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, um... So, so, so the question is, mm -hmm. being that you are, being that you're universally attractive, would you date a guy that isn't universally attractive, and why? I have dated um, men in the past that were universally attractive. So, yeah, I would. And why? Um, because. Um, Whoa, 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 you said you said you have not dated? No, guy? I have. I said the, the I have. The, the question was, the question is, would you date a guy that is not universally attractive and why? Wait, you just said, I'm sorry, you just said that um, what I dated. Uh, a guy, guy that is not. That is not. not. Yeah, not. and I said that, yes, I would. And okay. I have. In the and past. why? And why? Um... Because it's like I said, it's a it's a double standard when it comes to a man and a woman. Um, one, um, I'm not the quote unquote like overly superficial type of person to begin with. You know, that's not like something like oh my god, like he has to look like this and that. Like of course I have a standard, I have like my preference, but I've always like depending on other things. Like if he uh, compensated in other ways, like I will. Okay, so what is what is your standard. preference? What is your preference physically? Physical? Okay. Um, so physically, of course, like, you know, I do prefer a guy that's tall. I do uh, prefer, tall. it not have to be super duper tall, but just taller than me. He has How to tall? Be, um, I'm going to get there. Hold on. Because, um, <laughs> so, <laughs> listen, he has to be taller than when I'm wearing heels. Because I have a height, a watch, and that's what I wanted to include. I wanted to tell you that, like, Another reason why women prefer a man that's much taller than her is because she she probably like like me. I'm a shoe girl. I love wearing shoes. I love wearing. I wear high heels. If I wear heels, and now you used like you used to be taller me, but now you become shorter me. Once I wear heels, and that's you know it's a little awkward, you know. So and you don't want to feel bigger than the dude that you're with. So. And really? that's what it has, yeah, that's what it has, that's why I want to, like, you know, I want a man that's a little taller, give him a couple of inches taller so that I'll be able to be, so I, I want to feel like a woman. It makes a woman feel more feminine when she can wear her heels around a man and he's still taller than her and he's looking down on her like, oh, you know, this is my baby, this, you know, this is my woman. You know, you want to feel like a big, you know, like a man. You don't want to feel like a man with, you know, walking side by side with, with a man. And that's the honest to God truth. So, um, so I prefer um, a man that's taller. Like even when I wear my heels, because I have like three inch heels, three and a half inches heels. 
stilettos, you know. Like, so let me let me let me ask you this: If the guy is short but he has money, he's still no go, right? You can't deal with him, right? Well, he can't be like much short. It depends. No, he's no, he's much shorter, but he has a lot of money, and he likes. And he's an he can't be an asshole. Let's just keep that. Let's be <laughs> honest. Like, no, for real. <laughs> He can't be no fucking asshole. So, I'm sorry. So, 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 like so basically, basically, if he has money, but he's short, it don't matter. But if he don't got money, he got to be taller. Got you. He, no, no, he can't be like ridiculously short because you do. Um, look at look, at look at look at Danny DeVito. Right. Danny DeVito is shorter than his wife. Look at well, um. I think they're divorcing. Well, actually, they actually look at Kev. Do- well, okay, that's fine. Look at Kevin Hart. Look at Kevin Hart. He's shorter than his wife or his fiance. Nah, that's that's for me that that's like I wasn't feel comfortable because um comfortable. I'm wearing heels because then I would feel he's gonna make me feel like I'm an Amazon woman. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so <laughs> and I'm like, if any dude tells me I'm told, then something is wrong. So okay. um <laughs> so if that's just not gonna make me feel comfortable, that's not gonna make me feel secure as a woman. So I, I thought, I thought a gun that. would make you secure. I didn't know a height makes you secure. <laughs> I, I didn't know that. All right. <laughs> feeling feminine makes a woman feel secure. Feeling um, you want to feel kind of feel like that dance on the stress, you know, when it comes to your man. So that you means that means that. Kevin Kevin Hart's fiance. She's not feminine because you know Kevin Hart's too short. No, she's feminine because she got that money. That's how she feels. Like some women oh. don't care. Like. Some women don't care. Yes, um, I'm. I'm just saying. Like, I'm playing devil's advocate. Like, she's like, you know what? I don't know her personally, but I'm just saying. Like, she could be, could be not. But let's just play devil's advocate. A woman like, you know what? He's he's not like traditionally my my type physically, but you know what? He compensates because he got this X Y Z amount of money, or he got this size whatever ding dong. You know, so I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with him. <laughs> oh, I'm so okay. with him. That's just what oh. it is. Okay. Yeah. So you got like, <clears throat> listen. Let me tell you something. I and it's not like I'm speaking off experience. I have dated like a few guys that were short. You know what I'm saying? And it wasn't the best experience I had because these short dudes turned out to be assholes. Um, they had that Napoleon um syndrome. Like they was just <laughs> Napoleon like, syndrome. Yes. Like they was acting like really like. Because I guess because they feel because they short, they got to act extra macho and extra aggressive. And they was just being overly um, aggressive and nasty. Um, I haven't had the best experience. A lot of them, not all, but some of them can be, like, just violent towards women. Like, just, you know, like, and I'm like, no, um, I, 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 don't, I don't like that. So I'll, I'll stop to that, you know. Okay, so um, just to get back to the, the answering um, the question you said that as far as your preference, you got you need someone that is tall, and what else? You just something else? Yeah, um, tall. Um, like I said, GQ. Of course, you know it's always a bonus for anyone that if someone is like you know really attractive, like universally that look good, the, the drizzle, whatever that called uh, jawline. But <laughs> if he comes <laughs> low, <laughs> if okay. he don't have the drizzle jawline, he had a little double chin. It's not a big deal for me. Um, you know, um, I don't honestly, I don't like a guy like too too buff. I'm not into that. Like a dude like too diesel, 
I'm not into a guy that's too skinny either. I don't like a guy that's too slim. Like if a guy got a little meat on his bones, that's mm-hmm. cool too because um, <clears throat> then he'll appreciate my cooking because I'm not to throw down in the kitchen. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, not to say that skinny dudes, they get down too. But I'm just saying like, you know, um, I don't mind that, you know, like um, medium belt. Um, he's, you know, he's pulling me, of course. I got my heels on and everything. He has clean teeth. That's what counts to me, hygiene, hygiene, hygiene. He brushes his teeth. He, he's clean. His meals are clean. I look at those things. You know, um, he washes his face. Um, he has decent skin, you know, um, and he's not an asshole, you know. So um, that's my type. <laughs> so, so essentially, you are universally attractive, but um, you would date someone that is a a six or a seven. Yeah. Pretty much. Okay. Yep. And I'm being honest. You're being honest. Would that be considered lowering your standards? No, or, because no. he can be. No, because me, honestly, I love a man that can make me laugh. Like you have to be funny. You have to be. You have to have a can't be dry you can't be you know like you know like i said you can't be an asshole um you have to be funny naturally not you know not Wait, are you looking for a comedian or are you looking for a partner a companion what are you looking for no i'm gonna say that you have to be like a cat williams but i mean you you, you know you gotta be funny like you gotta be able to have fun like you know like you can, you'd be silly like i can feel comfortable around you you have to um like, if we go out somewhere, you're fun. We're fun, you know, because I love comedy things. That's that's what I'm into. Oh, okay. I love okay. laugh because laughing is part of healing. That that helps you heal. Yeah. So, um, right. <laughs> so I'm into that, you know, and if a dude is funny naturally, then that's a big plus for me. So, um, you know, if he's funny, if he's, of course, if he's intelligent, like, that's definitely a big plus. So if you got, you know, you you smart and and you funny, that's what's up. Yeah. You know, and you're a go getter. You're not, you know, you're not slouch. You're not lazy. You're clean. Those are things that I look at. So T, <laughs> I'm I'm assuming. Well, are you married? Yeah. Okay. How long? Um, married. Um, been married for about a year and change now. About a year. So it's kind of like fresh. Fresh. So we've been together, married, yeah. But we—it's funny because I felt like I've, we've been married like longer than that because we've been together about four years. So, okay, okay, yeah. So yeah, well, um, it seems like I hope you found the the one, if you will. Right, I hope you found the <laughs> one, <laughs> and I hope that you know you guys live happily ever after, like in the uh, fairy tales and stuff. Oh my God! Stop it. But here's the thing. Um, actually, when you get married, it says "till death do us part," right? Well, the way things are going nowadays, so, so, so like, isn't that isn't that happily ever after? Mm, happily ever after is when you you're in your deathbed and you're still together holding hands. That's happily ever after. Because yeah, yeah, till death do us part. Yeah. Till well, death but. Part. But you know you have to. That's just you have to be realistic. Like no, no relationship is perfect. No marriage is perfect. But you have to have some type of you know standards. Like there's certain things that there are deal breakers. You know, as long as the person doesn't violate you and they still good to you, and yeah, then you know that's a person that you wanna you know that's worth holding on to. 
you know, so you have to be realistic with what's going on, you know? You know, I had an interesting conversation with um, a client recently, and she was talking about rape in a marriage. And I was saying to her, how do you rape someone in a marriage? I mean, um, I, she was telling me something about if you don't want to have sex. Well, what do you think about that? Is that possible? Um, if the person, yeah, um, it is possible because say if um, the person is purposely, like I actually seen something like that on IV channel. Um, a guy, a very sick man, he was married to his wife and he will purposely drug her. Um, she'll go to sleep, he'll, he'll rape her, like, you know, have sex with her while she's sleeping, so she didn't consent to that, and he'll tape her, like, so, that is rape, because he violated her, like, she, you know, like, I mean, like, why would you do that, like, he was intentionally do that, um, doing that to her, and I think, I'm not sure, I think that he used those tapes later on for, you know, to extort her. It was something crazy. It was a crazy story. But it's definitely rape because he violated her trust. And he violated her. Okay, you know? so um, what's your definition of rape? Um, Definition of rape is, and, and, and remember, keep in mind, there's, there's other ways of raping someone, not just sexually. You know? We're talking about sexually right now. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. So, yeah. um, when, when it, you know, you're, you're not, you're not consenting to, you know, the sexual act, like, you know, like you, you drugging me and then, you know, you having your way, um, that's rape. Clearly that's rape. Um, or if I'm saying no, and I'm not like, give you mixed messages, you're not, we're not role playing. Um, I'm not, you know, it's clear that, you know, like, I'm like, no. And then you, you start to act violent towards me or, you, you know, you hold me against my will and violating me sexually, that's rape. Yeah. You know, what? I, I, I do agree that, you know, um, in a marriage, both parties should agree to the sexual act. If one party is, um, not for it, then that could technically be considered rape. Now, what if one party is withholding sex for I don't know months, mm -hmm. um, and the person says, "Hey, you've been withholding sex for months. I need it, and if you're not going to give it to me as your husband or as your wife, let's say you know you know whether it's a woman or a man, I'm going to take it, right? And um, I've actually been in situations where I. I guess based on your definition, I was raped, yeah. right? Because um, there were times I didn't want to have sex, and female said, "I want it, I need it." <laughs> <laughs> and and would she lay down? Did she support? Like, did she hold you against your will? <laughs> I said no, and she just took it out and got to work. <laughs> Wait, took what out? Wait, hold on. My, hold my up. Johnson, my Johnson out. Oh, oh, I think so. She took her thing out. Like she took it oh. out. I'm like, what she oh. took out? Wait. No, I mean, she she started, you know, groping and stuff like that. So, <laughs> my, my thing is, it's there's a double standard, and it's really a fine line. Yes. I do agree that both parties must consent to sex, but I mean, you know, 
sometimes the female is aggressive. Sometimes the guy is aggressive. I haven't heard any guys in a marriage report a rape. And I find that alarming because I know for sure that some of these guys are being raped based on your definition, based on the definition of rape, which is, you know, unconsensual sex, right? One party saying, no, I am tired. No, I have a headache. No, I don't want to. But a female is still pursuing. And so don't you find it odd? Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, like, um, you know what it is? It's not even odd. It's like they're embarrassed. Like, <laughs> what man is really going to publicly announce themselves being violated, like, from a woman? Like, well, anyone, rather, but just, like, you know, a woman violating them like that. That He's going to really feel like, he already feel emasculated. You know, like, oh, he's going to laugh at me, and, you know, like, no one's going to take this serious. So it's sad, but, yeah. Um, it happened. Well, that's pretty much it, T, for this episode. I want to thank you guys on YouTube and on Anchor for checking out this episode of um, Universal Attraction. And I mean, we kind of was all over the place. We spoke about attraction. <laughs> you spoke about you know sex, Bagging, marriage, ass bagging everywhere, everything. Like... <laughs> you know, so I think we really touched on a lot of stuff. Um, for you mm-hmm. people that are on Anchor, you can send voice notes. If you have opinions on this particular topic, T, I would love to have you back on the show. Great. I would love to be back on the show. I I know, you know, you know, you're going to get a lot of hate in the comment section. That's just, that comes with territory. You know that, right? Right. Yeah. You can't please everybody. So yeah. Yeah. It is what it is. It is what it is. So, um, you know. Thanks for coming on the show as a guest. Um, we're going to see what people are saying. Hopefully, I get some voice notes. Hopefully, I get yeah. some positive comments. And um, we can probably do another episode, maybe kind of addressing some of the comments and whatnot. True. What do you think about that? Sounds good to me. Like, I'm excited. Like, and, um, you know, like I said, like, you know, um. It's all about, you know, like different opinions and that's fine. You know, um, everyone's going to have their own opinions. But, you know, a lot of things that I was saying, like, you know, it's just like I was playing devil's advocate because, I, like I said, I can't speak for every woman. But just in general, I'm just going to be honest. Like, and, you know, this is just what it is. This is my honest feedback. Like, it, you know, sometimes it may touch a nerve. I hope not. But if it does, then. You know, this is what it is in life, you know? So, exactly. Well, that (laughs) marks the end of this episode. I want to thank you guys for watching. Please stay tuned for the next episode of Analytical Views.